0: keeper we don't know his name but his head was full his life was full his home was the basic hotel and there was no room it was full and he sent jesus out there because he was full and i was just making the point that you and i should never do that make space in your head forget about all those other people who take up your life seek first the kingdom of god and all these things will be added unto who you, you, praise God. I came in this morning, and about half the state we were just driving down Patrick's Quay here, and many of you will know the multi-story car park. There's a pedestrian entrance across the street here, and a lot of people parked there. And as we were coming down, I saw a big neon sign with red lights saying, car park full. And I said, full? On a Sunday morning at this time? I know it's coming up to Christmas, that's very early. And so I came in and I said, you know what? There's gonna be a lot of people try to come to church. They'll see it's full. It can be hard to get parking. I'm not having it. I'm not having it. So I went over and I said to the guy, there was a guy in there and I said, do you realize your sign says the car park is full and there's loads of space here? And he went, oh, sorry about that. I'll, I'll press the button there and make it okay. So anyway, he pressed the button. But while we were worshiping, I really felt God speak to me. There is a devil. There is an evil one. And he's saying to someone here, full, full, There's no room for you in here. You're not the type of person that would fit in here. You're not cool enough, or you're not young enough, or you're not old enough, or you're not educated enough. I don't know what lies he tells you. I know the lies he tells me. And there is a sign in red letters that's saying to you, "Full. you can't come in here. And just like that was a lie in the car park this morning, that's a lie in here. There is room for you. Cut all the regulars with a big load Voice, I want you to stand up and say amen at the country, tree if you're a regular. Would you do that? Yes. Ah, go on, stir yourself. Stand up if you're a regular. If you come here regularly, stand up. And I want you to say to the people who are visiting here, just in case they are getting the false narrative that this is full and there's no room for them. There is room for them here, and if you agree with that, say the old Hebrew word, amen. With a big loud voice, at the count of three. One, two, three. Yeah. Woo, give yourselves a round of applause. Thank you guys, well done. Okay, I won't bother preaching that message, okay, that's all. Anyway, I have another message that I want to say, but I really felt that was important. How many people here, when they were a child, liked to have a light on somewhere when it was dark at night? Either a soft light in the bedroom or out in the hall. If you did, would you put up your hand? There's no right or wrong answer. Okay, that's a good good few people. A good few people. Praise God. Well, the thing about nighttime is we have no control. We can't see. It's dark. And that was even more true. That was even more true when it was back in the time Jesus was born. Obviously, they had no electricity, so night was really nice. They didn't have artificial light. But I want to look at uh, Luke 2, because I'm calling today's word Night Song. And I'm looking at a song that was sung prophetically into the darkness, into the place where there was no control, into the place of confusion. Into the place where people needed hope, there was a song in the middle of the night. And I pray, O oh God, your word would speak to us in our darkness. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Luke 2 8 20, you can read the whole story yourselves. Many of you will know it. Let me look at some of the verses. Verse 8, we're told that night. were shepherds guarding their flocks in the fields so they couldn't really see they probably had a bit of a fire it can be cold from October on in Israel and Palestine it can get very cold particularly at night so they would have had a fire but they had no light we're also told they were shepherds do you know in that culture shepherds were probably the lowest Group of people, people in the whole area tended to look down on shepherds and yet Jesus called himself the Great Shepherd. You see right from the beginning, as soon as Jesus was born, he was about lifting people up hallelujah and right to when he rose from the dead and he appeared to a woman which in that culture a woman's testimony didn't hold, but the first person Jesus appeared to was a woman. this is a team. He reached out to the prostitutes. And to the tax collectors who were like money lenders. I mean, they were beyond the pale. These are the people he reached out to. So here we see an announcement in the middle of the night to shepherds. And we're told, one angel appeared to them. And they were terrified. I can remember, before I came to know God, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. I grew up in a nominal Catholic home, but there wasn't really much faith going on. We never read the Bible, or didn't God was somewhere up in the clouds? And I can remember something happened in my life that, looking back on it now, many years later, I know it was God trying to get my attention. And to me, even though it was horrible at the time, it was like an angel. And that was my mother got a brain tumor and I was a teenager in secondary school. And for myself and my brother and sister, we loved our mother. She was kind, she was funny. She would do anything for you. She was such a decent person. We were heartbroken. And out of that tragedy, I was, I really had no faith. I didn't even know if there was a God there, but I said, oh God, if you're there, would you do something? Would you just get my mother well i didn't know what i was praying but i was calling out to god in my desperation have you ever done it Yeah. Yeah. called out to god in desperation it's a good place to be it's a great place to be because we're really humble and broken but he's the one who's all powerful he's the one who heals broken hearts broken minds and broken bodies i called out to god and i started praying as best i could someone had given me a bible a new testament not that long ago it was another sign i tried to start reading it but when that happened i started calling out to god my life changed as a teenager and thank god My mother, the operation was successful and she lived to a ripe old age and she asked Jesus into her life well before she died. Hallelujah. (laughs) What Satan intends for evil, God will work out for the good in your life. In your life. One angel appeared and that was the beginning but then we're told in verse 10 the angel said, don't be afraid. The Savior has been born today in Bethlehem. When I got that news about my mother, we were all terrified. We were confused. We were saying, why is this happening? What's going on in my life? Maybe you've come in here today and these are the questions going on in your mind. What's going on in my life? Why is this happening for me? Or why is this happening for the person I love or someone in my family that I love? Why is it going on? That was their question, terrified. It's not a great place to be, but it can become a wonderful place if it leads to life. And if God's hand is on it, it will be life-giving. It will be life-giving. Then we're told, then the angel was joined by many others. Verse 13, if you read into it, it says, the whole host of heaven, this is tens of thousands of angels. There was a Lord joined them. When I was on my journey, my mother was now better. I still didn't know God. I was trying to find out and then a whole lot of other events began to take place in my life. Maybe you're here today and this is you. I can remember um, my sister got a job with a company here in Cork and working with her was a Christian who loved God and they started talking and he started telling her the good news that we could be born again by the Spirit of God, hallelujah. And she would come home and we would talk about it at home and all of us as friends would talk about it. And then I remember I began to bump into people, including a guy I'd gone to school with years ago who also had become a Christian. And a whole lot of strange things happened. And then I remember one day I was cycling on my bike right past the door where you're sitting here. And back then, there were no electric scooters. We just had bikes. That's why we all have muscles in our legs. Yeah. We've all got great muscles, people in my head. Anyway, So I was cycling on the bike here, and I was going up to see my girlfriend who lived up in Montanati. That's Denise, who's now my wife. And I was cycling past, and I was going down past the railway station, and there was a huge poster. And I found out later, a man and his son in Northern Ireland out of their own pocket. You see, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. They weren't afraid to give, and I blessed them. I don't know what their names are, but I praise God for them. But they, out of their own pocket, put up posters all over Ireland. And as I was cycling past the railway station, I saw this big poster, and it said, Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary. I will give you rest. I knew God was speaking to me. I was weary I really was weary. I loved my girlfriend. I was glad that my mother was back, but we didn't know, is this tumor gonna come back? What's gonna happen? And all of these events started. To me, they were like angels. There were all these strange events coming, first one. You see, the Lord didn't send thousands of angels to the shepherds together. It would overwhelm them. But he sent one to begin with, and then all the others. And all of these events in my life drew me closer to God. And I knew, I knew God was talking to me. These were angels coming to me. We're told in verse 15, when the angels had left, the shepherds said, let's go to Bethlehem. See this event and find him. I made a decision. I said, I've got to find this Jesus. Where can I go to find him? You know great place to find Jesus in a Christian meeting. Would anyone say amen? amen. I'm not convinced. Would anyone say amen? amen. Would all the introverts say amen? amen. Michael, why are you saying amen? You're not an introvert. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go to a Christian meeting. And when I went there, I heard people sing to the Lord a little bit like today read from the Bible, pray. I saw their sincerity. I saw their humility and I knew Jesus Christ was there. And I remember as a 19 year old, I never cried. I I find it hard to cry, but I wept silently at that meeting because I knew God was there. I knew I had found Jesus. And that night I came to faith in Jesus. What happened to the shepherds? They found Jesus along with Mary and Joseph in the stable, or the manger is another word. You see, they had to make a journey to find him. Some of you have come here today. You've made a journey. And with all my heart, I pray, you would not leave this place without knowing Jesus. We want everyone to find Jesus, to connect with Jesus. We're not perfect. We're nothing. But he is everything. But this is a place that you can find Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They found Jesus in the stable, in the manger, and they were amazed. And then they went back to their everyday. It says, after finding Jesus, they told everyone about it. Look at, I could stay at home. I could have stayed in bed this morning. I don't have to be here. I could just watch daytime TV or just go online or go for a walk or, I don't know, walk the dog, whatever. But I've chosen to be here. Why? Because I have found something so transforming, so life enhancing, so so wonderful forever, for eternity, that I want to tell everyone about this Jesus. You know what the Bible often calls it? The pearl of great price. Someone finds a wonderful treasure And and they found the pearl of great price. That's Jesus. And we want to tell others. It's not that we're going to burst into their lives like a mad creature or something. But if we feel someone is open, we're going to share it. And so that's what they did. The shepherds told everyone. If you read into it, everyone was going, what is this about? This is strange to our ears. But they knew they had found Jesus. Have you? I hope you have. And then they went back to their flocks praising god they went back to their everyday back to their work back to where they were known but they were changed men because before this they were terrified but now they're confident you want confidence get jesus in your life hallelujah yeah get jesus in your life our confidence is in him not in ourselves they were confident and they were praising god Every week, nearly, someone says, Why'd you get so excited about God? It's like, ah, ah, ah. Why do I get excited? Because I know He's alive. Yeah. And I know He's coming soon. Yeah. He's coming back, mm. and we want to be ready for Him. Amen. Yeah. So, brothers and sisters, <laughs> can I ask you to stand? Let's stand. We're going to do a prayer before we go back into our final Christmas carols. But I am going to ask everyone. So let's give people a bit of privacy. Is it okay? Can we close our eyes on stage and off stage? The ushers, everyone. No eyes open. All I can see are shadows. But I do want to do this. In total privacy. If you want to ask God into your life. If you want to try this out. If you want to say to God, I don't want to do life without you in this personal way. Or if you've drifted from God and you want to come back to Him, with every eye closed, would you lift up a hand and then take it down again? I see your hand. I see yours and yours and yours and yours and yours and yours. Hallelujah. Yours, yours, yours. Yours. Okay, I think we have 10 or 11 people. Are you up for doing a prayer? Yes. yes. I can't hear you. Yes. Could you just repeat after me this short prayer? This is something wonderful. Do you know what the Bible promises? If you come to God, your name is recorded in heaven. So that when you die, and you will, like me, you'll go straight to heaven. You will go straight to heaven because your name is recorded. So let's pray this prayer. If you could pray it after me, all together in solidarity, but particularly those 10 or 11 people. Let's pray Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ. Come into my life. Come into my life. I need you. I need you. Be my leader. Be my leader. My savior. My, savior. my friend. My friend. Forgive, me my sins. Forgive me my sins. I want to follow you. I want to follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, name. Amen. amen. We give those 11 people a round of applause. If this is all new to you, we'd love to give you a free book. It's called Made New. And it tells you the next steps to take in making this relationship secure. It's a gift from us to you. You can see Michael, myself, or Dara afterwards. We'd love to give it to you. But now we're going to sing a little bit further about the one who gives us new life. You just sang. He gives us second birth. What second birth? It's to be born again. Hallelujah. This has been happening for thousands of years. Let's celebrate Michael.
1: is ready to rock Hooray. yes i'm ready to rock too but just before we finish up just before we finish up when the service is all over we're serving tea mince and tea we're serving mince pies and spicy non-alcoholic christmas punch upstairs if you'd like to stick around and share some fellowship and have some with us that would be fantastic if you want to give an offering to the work here at grace you can do so at any of our offering boxes around the place now we know it's christmas right and if you're a visitor here this doesn't apply to you just just leave yourself off it's okay But we know that everybody is looking, every charity and we're a registered charity is looking for donations at Christmas. But we're going to ask you, we're going to ask you this year, if you would be willing to give an extra gift this year to the work of Grace Christian Church. As Tom has just preached about, as he's just spoken about, there is no gift that we could give the people of Cork, the people of Ireland, more than the good news, the salvation of Jesus Christ. And that's only possible to do if you support this work financially. And so we're asking you, if you behind you somewhere on your on your chair behind it, there should be a leaflet, and on that leaflet there's a little QR code on it. And on that QR code, if you scan that, you can give just a one-off donation if you want to. Doesn't matter what size it is. It's very much up to yourself, as the scripture says. If the heart is there, if the, if the will is there, the, the offering is acceptable. Don't worry about that. But if you could support us on a one-off basis. Now, I'm speaking to the regular people as well. If you want to give over and above, welcome. Thank you so much to all our regular givers. But if you want to give one, one over, you can also, if you want to, on that. So we're going to do one more song before we finish up. You up with that? Yes. Before I do, I have to be fair, I have to thank the band this morning. Would you mind, would you give up? Give it up for Simon De La Santos over here on the electric guitar? In the back line, the brother Joseph and Nathan the Sticks Fitzgibbon here on the drums in the back. Another one of our blessed, faithful Filipinos. This is Michael and I on Support Electric. Over here on the piano is the lovely Hazel De La Santos, wife of, of Simon De La Santos. Next to me here is the gorgeous Stephen Ventu. The lovely his gorgeous wife Angeline. Beyond her, she rocks and rolls. She's the queen of the pause of Sosha And I'm Michael. Big bearded Benny's Unsound art on media this morning and Jerry John Unsound. John Bizan. Moji and Annie are all serving this morning on ushering this morning. Can we give them one last round of applause? we we'll do one last one. Angels, we have heard on high. And again, silent. heaven as we close in prayer this morning father in heaven we thank you that we have a savior we thank you lord that you have come down for us you've come to rescue us lord we pray lord we would know your presence at work in our lives this coming week and i get an amen We pray, Lord God, that through every door we go into, every situation we face, we would know the presence of God going with us. In every word we say, in everything we do, we pray the guidance of God. Go ahead of us, Lord. May we know your peace, your provision, your presence in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our workplaces. This Christmas we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, and God's people say, Amen. Amen.